You're listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Now, from the heart of Amish country, here's Troy and Howie. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Please like us on Facebook, where you can click the anchor link to leave us a voicemail. You can follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. You can even email the show at StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. You can find our merchandise at tchip.com and by searching Stay Tuned. A big thank you to Jesus Perez for helping to set that up for us. And if you need any artistic help, you can look him up on Facebook at Ace in the Hole Signs and Graphics or Dirty Baby Original. And his website is aceintheholesigns.com. We are available on all major podcast platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So please make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate your support. Now, let's get into the show. Five years on a row, now it's time to go back home. Go back home. The world too cold, so I just look out windows. Hey, good morning again, and welcome to another week of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Good morning, Troy. Good morning. Hey, you were just listening, uh, by the way, to uh, to uh, Damian Bowen's new song, She Knows Me, and that's featuring uh, our next guest, as well as Damian, by the way, uh, who's going to be performing, uh, well, who's we're going to also provide you two other clips of songs that uh, Nick himself has performed. In fact, uh, why don't we uh, why don't we play this uh, next one real quick, Troy? What do you think? Yeah, let's do that. All right, cool. Here we go. Hey, that was uh, Nick Knight's uh, song called Dark Knight, and a uh, pretty talented guy, you know it? Yeah, absolutely, you know. Uh, who would think just a, a kid from the J, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. Like, I love that. I love that title, by the way, and yep. uh, and I think that's going to be kind of like his uh, trademark as he. Yeah, that'll definitely be his signature for sure. Yep. Yeah, without a doubt. And uh, I really enjoyed the interview because, well, let's face it, you and I are both from the J ourselves, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just kind of neat to uh, to hear. Um, just it's kind of neat to hear somebody from our hometown, you know, performing and and doing a good job with their performance. And, and then, like you said, in the interview when we were talking to him about the video, like, just kind of seeing everything in the background just, like, brings back so many, like, youthful memories. Oh, like, it's yeah. so weird. You it know? is. It is really weird. And uh, that's the other thing, too. Um, you know, check out check out his YouTube video. I think they're, in fact, uh, I believe Damien is a, a big contributor to uh, producing all that because that is Nick's business partner. 
And uh, and I believe uh, between Damien's work and, and Nick's talent, I think they did a really good job even with the video footage as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks so professionally done. It's uh, it's amazing. And, and you'll hear kind of how they learned um, what to do, what not to do, and what they're going to do forward now mm-hmm. with, with that information they gathered. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, so I just hope they figure it out. And uh, once they figure it out and, and uh, hit the mainstream, you know, the sky's the limit for those guys. Absolutely. Yeah, there's definitely talent there for sure. Mm-hmm. So, so speaking of Nick Knight and also uh, featuring his business partner as well, uh, Damian Bowen, uh, why don't we uh, jump right into the interview and uh, you'll get to hear both of those guys speak with us. Yeah, let's hear from them and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up after we're done talking with them. Awesome. Sounds like a plan. All right. And uh, we will uh, join you with uh, Nick Knight and Damian Bowen's interview right after this message. Stay tuned. All right, and uh, welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. And uh, Troy, it looks like we have a couple people here uh, ready to talk to us. And yes, sir, uh, you want to do the honors of introducing? I can. We got uh, Northern Lebanon alumni, uh, Nick, <laughs> Nick Knight. Are we talking both? both of them. No way. Both of them. All right. Yeah, we got a quad yeah. here. We got a quad of Northern <laughs> Lebanon here. That's what's up. Yeah. So we got Nick Knight and we got uh, Damian Bowen. And uh, if you guys just want to kind of introduce yourselves, tell us a little bit about yourselves and what your projects are and what you guys are in charge of. And uh, we'll kind of go from there then, guys. All right. I'll go ahead and go first. Um, so like you said, I'm Nick Knight um, from Jonestown. Uh, Troy and Howie, first of all, before I even get started, thank you for having us. Sure. Um, thank, thanks for being here. But as far as, as far as how we said, you know, me and Damian – so we'll get into it a little bit more, but Future Air Music Group, FEMG, that's, that's kind of our, our team, our little label that we're trying to put together here. Um, kind of started it pretty much like 10 years ago. Um, me and Damien just kind of built it up from the bottom, have gone through a lot of different experiences. And at this point in the game, we're really just trying to basically show people what you can do just investing in yourself. Um, we've, mm-hmm. we've gone through a lot of studios and have people shoot videos for us at this point in the game we're literally offering every type of service to an upcoming artist um we mix all of our own music damien makes beats we shoot videos we do everything in-house um so basically what we're trying to do is offer that service to other people as well as excel in our own brand you know what i mean we're we both make music we're you know just trying to get our music out but also get our brand out at the same time okay Uh, Awesome. Like I said, just two kids from from the Lebanon County area, and just trying to do what we do, you know. Yeah, yep. and uh, and I guess Damien is no longer in Lebanon County. So Damien, I believe you're coming from uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Is that correct? Yeah, right now. Um, I've been moving around a lot since high school. I've been started, went to Myrtle Beach, uh, was there for about six months, then I ended up in Nashville for a little over a year, and then I ended up in Tampa, Florida for about a year, and then back to Nashville, and now here I am in Chattanooga. (laughs) (laughs) So what's your problem, man? Why can't you stay still? I I don't know. I get bored. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, so, uh, so Damien, um, maybe you can kind of 
you guys were friends like all the way up through school, that type of thing? Or did you guys even know each other in school? Or how did you guys hook up? How did this all kind of go for you guys? I mean, uh, we we disliked each other when we first met. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually a really funny story. <laughs> I mean, what were you, Nick? About 17 when we became friends, maybe? 18? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's funny because I said it's a funny story. We actually hated each other when we first met. Just because, you know, we were... We, we actually ended up meeting at the Jonestown Park playing ball, you know, just talking trash, whatever. <laughs> but we actually ended up being friends through mutual friends. Um, and the way the music thing actually connected was because of these mutual friends. The one day he just happened to, he rapped over a beat and he was kind of like, hey, you know, I did this, whatever, this and the third. And I had been writing, you know, I, I, I wrote songs for, since I was about 11, 12 years old, but just never recorded them. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, you recorded that? I was like, yo, I write raps, too, you know? So we went, you know, got this little mic and whatever, and that was just kind of, it was history from there, you know? And, and that was through music. That was kind of how we really developed our friendship, and then it just it just grew from there. Wow. So so this is interesting. Obviously, your music is, uh, is rap, uh, correct? I mean, yeah, I mean. Or hip-hop, hip-hop yeah. rap, however you want to call it. So, so with that being said, you guys are from freaking Northern Lebanon. I mean, when I went, <laughs> when I went, when I went to Northern Lebanon, we had drive our tractor to school day. Um, <laughs> now, now, how how does the hip hop world come out of that? <laughs> I mean, for me, I I didn't move to Pennsylvania until eighth grade. I was actually born in Maryland. I grew up a little bit outside of D.C. Okay. I definitely, I definitely came from a whole different environment. When I when I moved to PA, it was kind of like a culture shock. <laughs> <laughs> Especially that part of PA, right? <laughs> yeah. I bet. I bet it was. Now, now Nick, I, I know from listening to a lot of your, your rhymes and stuff that uh, Eminem is a really big influence on you. Is that kind of where it all started for you? Yeah, I mean, that was definitely a big thing. Um, that's definitely one of the first, uh, the Marshmallows LP, Slim Shady LP, those are definitely two of the first albums I remember being very influential to me. Um, and being, you know, Eminem being kind of a guy that it was kind of like, that's what I want to do, that's what I want to be. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like, like I said, you know, I was writing songs at a young age to where I felt like I always had that kind of musical thing in me that I kind of wanted to write rhymes and whatever and I just always thought like that was, you know, that was cool. That was, that was kind of what I wanted to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so how did you like, where are you at right now in regards to, uh, obviously you want to make it big. You want to be, you want to be well known. Uh, and you know, I'm sure you want, you want people to notice you. Are you getting to that point where you're starting to get a following and are you starting to, uh, play anywhere? Like, are you going and obviously with COVID it's a little different, but, but before yeah, yeah. COVID or after uh, COVID? I, I mean, so, so me and Damien have been at this for, I mean, a solid 10 years. We really started getting into it around 2010. Okay. Um, I mean, we've done shows all over the East Coast, Pennsylvania, Maryland, all the way down cool. to Tennessee. Um, I mean, obviously, like you said, with, with COVID and whatnot. So it, it's funny because I always say, like, the goals changed since we kind of got into this. Yeah. Um, it, obviously, as we were younger, it was like, you know, we, we want to be – big and famous and get the money and the the cars and all that but <laughs> but as i've gotten older and kind of you know with with some of the records that i've done like obviously troy you posted care from the j today mm-hmm. um 
the record Dark Knight that I did, like just kind of the way that I've seen how people have really resonated with those records that like it's not really so much about, you know, obviously we wanted to sign to a major record label, whatever. Now it's almost like the legacy, like what what can we accomplish while we're doing this? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, mm-hmm. and we, we've, we've really accomplished a lot and we haven't even come close to where we want to go. But we've really done a lot in the time that we've done this. Yeah. And, and like I said, it, it's just more how, you know, obviously we want to increasingly improve on the fan base and all that. But at the end of the day, it's just, you know, trying to make sure that we can walk out of this and say, you know, we put our all in this and, and, mm-hmm. and really did what we wanted to do. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about Kid from the J, if you don't mind, for a second. Oh, of um, what, When did you write that one? Like um, so, so I actually did that. That was off of a project that I did in 2016. Um, the project was called Something Different. Um, it's crazy because I, I this is one of my little side stories that people don't really know about. So the beat was actually uh, produced by Menace, who produced um, Designer by Panda. And I actually bought that beat like way before like Panda had just come out. Mm-hmm. And like, me and Menace had like spoken whatever. And like the the song blew up and I was like, oh, this is crazy. You know, like me and Menace got a relationship, whatever. He went crazy Hollywood, which is neither here nor there. <laughs> but so, so anyway, that uh, I had actually found out about Menace because me, Damien and another artist, Jayhawk, we did a record called Here Now, um, just kind of found the beat. And, it, you know, it was cool. We did the, the um, collab video, whatever. And I went kind of found his uh, found his music through there and. The beat, I don't know, it, it just, as soon as I heard that beat, I knew I was going to do something crazy on it as far as, like, I wanted to to be, like, really local and special, and that kid from the J-Hook, it just kind of came to me, um, and then obviously I knew how to do the video for it, and that song was really what kind of gave me my identity as far as an artist, like, yeah. I, I've really kind of taken that as, like, my brand as far as being, you know, I am the kid from the J, but, like, that being said, that was the first record that really, like, I saw the feedback that I got, and it was like, this is what I need to do as far as getting people to really, you know, connect with my music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found that video really interesting to watch because, number one, I grew up in Jonestown myself, so it was kind of cool to see you in front of the different places and such. But uh-huh. I did notice you were in front of Crawl's uh general store a lot yeah what was the yeah. what's the reasoning behind that i mean as a kid you know crawl subs and you oh, know, the best I, I i was i was the paper boy in jonestown when i was a kid you know you, you get a couple of dollars you go to crawls <laughs> you get a soda and whatnot you yeah. know so, and, and, and you know pete's town you know big shout out to tony uh, at pete's you know town it. you know he, he's a big supporter of my music oh awesome um, and, and that's the thing it was just kind of the, the locations that I chose were just kind of places that were really, you know, staples in me growing up in Jonestown, you know, yeah. at the park. We played ball at the park at Jonestown all the time. You know, Pizza Town was a big place. Obviously, we hung out. Like I said, crawls. Um, <laughs> I was in front of uh, my best friend growing up, Jared. Um, I, I kind of spoke about it in the song about, you know, I, I rapped in front of the house that his mom took me in at when my mom kicked me out. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like I said, it was just kind of. I chose certain places around there that kind of 
hit home to me, but, you know, that, was, that kind was, of made that video more special. Yeah. Was one of those that Jonestown baseball field? Was that what I was seeing in the background there or something? Or? Yes. So, so that was the Dark Knight video. Yeah, that was. Oh, that was the Dark Knight video. Okay. That was the Legion right. ball field. I actually still coach yeah. baseball there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, I thought yeah. that's what it was. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love, and, and, um, I don't know if you know this, um, but the way I kind of know you and found you is, um, is, is Ryan, um, Razor, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah, his, yeah. his cousin was my best friend growing up for years, Tommy. So, okay. Yeah. No okay, Tommy, you, no Tommy. Yeah. So when, when, when you were shouting out Razor and you're shouting a Razor in a lot of your songs and stuff like that, I, I get a kick out of that every time. Cause I'm like, Ryan over here's getting his shop free, free publicity every time you make yeah, a song. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, that's the type of thing, you know, to where, you know, Razor obviously shows me a lot of love back that, you know, the, the thing is, like I said, like, especially songs like Care From The J and like Dark Knight, like those are two songs that were just, you know, I talk about being on Ono in, in yep. the Dark Knight record, you know, to where I just feel like that was really, like I said, Care From The J was really like my breakthrough to where like, okay, this is what people want to hear from me. You know what I mean? To where that really, like I said, kind of gave me an identity as an artist to this is the type of persona that I'm trying to pursue. And the thing is, it's not even a persona as, as far as obviously this is me. What you hear in my music is me. You know, well, well, with that being said, what like obviously that hits home to a lot of the locals and stuff like that when they hear something mm-hmm. like that. Oh, this cool. This guy's rapping about our area, whatever that type of thing. But did, how did you find that might have um, attracted people that weren't from the area? Like, did, did they did they did they start asking you then, like, where did you grow up or whatever, like that type of thing? Like, because obviously you're talking to people that that aren't from the area. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it, it was crazy because the funny thing about that particular video is that. So I released it in like March and I was living in Jonestown at the time and like it got decent feedback when I first dropped it. But I actually moved to Harrisburg in August of that same year and just like randomly in like September, October, somebody had shared it and it just like went crazy. Like I was getting like 15 to 20 shares from like all these different people a day. (laughs) And uh, like a lot of people, like when they were sharing it, they were tagging me and they would be like they were saying you know, it'd be people. It was a lot of people from Lebanon County, but they were like, you know, this is that kid from Jonestown. He's rapping about Jonestown, whatever. So like, people almost like kind of were telling people that like, oh, it's crazy. Like this kid made this song about being from Jonestown or whatever. Like, yeah. So, now how do you? I'm sorry. How do you address the stigma associated, like especially in the hip hop rap world, where you almost got to come from the inner city life, you got to grow up being a thug and all that stuff, and that's how you become good at what you do. But you, you obviously didn't grow up in in the projects, uh, yeah. You know, unless you want to count the back alleys of Jonestown, I don't know what you want to do. <laughs> but you know, but with that being said, you know, uh, how do you kind of uh, battle, or do you even battle? with having to prove yourself because of where you're from. Well, and I mean, the thing is, we all go through different things. You know what I mean? I've gone through a, a, a lot of different type of struggles in my life that, you know, it hasn't been an easy road to get here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and that's the type of things that I rap about because that's what I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I mean, in all honesty, when, when him and I first started doing this, you know, it was a lot of, so I, I always sort of almost felt this pressure that it was like, I have to make sure that I'm talking a lot of real things. It's got to be, you know, every bar has got to be hard. You know, it it, it wasn't really, it, it was almost like you can get by without having that, you know, you don't have to necessarily be from the hood 
Right. Talent knows no color, nothing like that. You know what I mean? As long as you're good, you can sell it. You know what I mean? And, and that's kind of just how we've been the whole time. Yeah, and I can appreciate that because you're real and you're genuine. And uh, speaking of real, speaking of uh, Dark Knight, man, I think Damien's looking like he's part of the Dark Knight in that video. <laughs> uh, but but Damien, uh, I actually uh, I checked your site out a little bit, and I, I noticed that um, you know with your label and everything, uh, is your is your girlfriend also uh, a part of the uh, talent? Yeah, my girlfriend is a part of FEMG, and we have uh, artist Devon in Tampa, Florida. Okay, awesome. And and how do you? Obviously, I know how you would probably get your girlfriend on the label, but how do you get other people uh, involved on your label? Like, what have you been doing to kind of attract other talent, other than uh, what Nick's been doing for you? I wouldn't say we necessarily look for people. Uh, just people. I mean, Devon is somebody I met at work when I was in Florida. Genuine person. We just connected. We got in the studio together, started making some music. Okay. And it just went from there. Awesome. And uh, and is your girlfriend, is she also from uh, this area? So, funny thing is she was born in Harrisburg. Okay. But me and her met when I was living in Nashville. <laughs> oh, oh, my, my gosh. gosh. <laughs> wow, what the heck? So, uh, so what did when you moved to Nashville? What was your thought process? Like, why were why did you pick Nashville on the map, especially with your background and your genre of music? I mean, realistically, I was I moved there with my ex girlfriend. She she had transferred jobs there. Okay, I had never been to Nashville before that. Didn't know anything <laughs> about Nashville. Gotcha. Besides being in the country music scene. Okay, but. It, by choice at the time. Gotcha. <laughs> so, so speaking with Howie though, because Howie, now you you were just in Tennessee not that long ago, mm-hmm. and you keep telling me I need to go. What did they call it? Music Row? Is that yeah. What they call it, or, yeah. Okay. So, but but it's not from everything I've been heard and and everything you've told me. Like it's not all just country music there. No, it, it's, it's it's all genres. All. Yeah. And, so, did yeah. you find yourself hanging out there a lot, Damien? Um, I mean. So I wouldn't say they necessarily have a huge hip-hop scene there. No. Okay. Um, There's a lot of rock, punk rock, all types of stuff, but I wouldn't say it's a huge hip-hop scene. Gotcha. But, uh, I mean, I had my album release party there in 2018. Mm -hmm. Okay. I didn't know what to expect. I'm not from that area. I knew who I knew from work. That was it. But Right. Pretty good turnout. People came out and supported. It was a really good experience. Yeah. And what I understand, um, you know, I've been to Chattanooga as well in the past. And uh, Chattanooga is a pretty diverse um, area. I mean, they they have a pretty good following when it comes to, like, the hip-hop scene and so forth. Yeah, the hip-hop scene here is definitely a lot stronger than Nashville. Yeah, most definitely. (laughs) And, um, yeah, and I guess – Nick, you know, I was talking or when when I posted your video uh, about J-Town uh, on Facebook, uh, I got a actually I got quite a few responses about, you know, how impressed they were, you know, with your talent and so forth. And, uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of the folks that follow us have really uh, so far, they started gravitating and, and started listening to your music just by what they heard there. 
And, um, you know, I guess it almost sounds like they were kind of surprised, you know, how can, how can this country boy, you know, start, you know, performing the way he's performing. And honestly, I'm, I'm in the same vote on that because I started when you, when you sent those uh, clips to me via email, I listened and it's like, oh my gosh, this dude has some talent, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and, and I'm not a big, I'm not big into the rap scene or anything, but I do appreciate good music when I feel like it's good music. And I really did. Yeah. I did feel like, you know, man, you, you definitely sound very talented. I'm really impressed with uh, your style. Yeah, I, I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, no problem, man. So, <clears throat> so, um, you know, you kind of, you kind of mentioned that your, your goal isn't to necessarily like, you know, go mainstream or whatever, but more so to get the word out. But obviously you got to put food on the table. So are you, yeah, of course. Yeah. So well, are I'm, you putting and, and food on the table with your, with your, um, your art or are you doing something else to support that? Well, so that's, that's also kind of a little bit of, of where we're at as far as, you know, how I said, we kind of invested in everything, um, mm -hmm. to where we are offering, you know, to have music mixed and, and videos shot and all that, you know, like you said, I do got to pay the bills. So I right. will shout out my brand real quick. Rotunda Brewing Company, Rotunda Restaurant Brewing. You know, nice. I, am there, I am there full time. You know, I, I do a little bit of everything there, nice. sir, Bartow and all that. So, uh, hey, I was just there the other day. day five days a week. But, uh, yeah, I was just like there the other day. I, I, mean, tried... and I actually I forgot tried... I wanted to grab one down so I could, uh, show it on here but i forgot it's all audio <laughs> anyway but we got a shirt for sale we got a femg shirt for sale oh awesome um, so i mean where, where do they find that at? uh so you can just basically hit me up directly um i got them in stock i got multiple sizes i think right now all i got is large and extra large i think i sold out all the smaller sizes but uh but like i said as far as you know that's the thing like right now as far as like how you said you know gotta put food on the table you know we work full-time jobs and whatnot but this is, you know, starting to become, you know, it, it's always been a full-time grind as far as, like, trying to get the name out, trying to get the music out. Like I said, obviously, at this point in the game, it's not like we expect a major record label to come knock on the door tomorrow. But basically, right. we're trying to kind of show people, you know, how I said, like, you know, that Dark Knight video. Damien shot that, that whole record. Damien produced the beat. He mixed, mastered the record. He shot the video, edited it. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that's all what we do all in-house. You know what I mean? So yeah. where that's that's more of kind of where, where we're kind of headed as far as we're trying to get artists, you know, how he said, like Bailey Devon. We're almost trying to, at this point, get newer artists and try to maybe guide them in the direction to kind of show what we know to maybe, right. you know. Maybe almost, it could happen for them, and you know we'll be behind it. You know, right? What I mean? Almost but, like you guys were the almost like you guys were the building block, and yeah, then all of a sudden yeah. something something bloomed out of this. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we just figured out everything that didn't work, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over the last ten years, you know what I mean? Like I said, we we we've been to major recording studios, and it, and it was a great experience. You know, we learned a lot from that, and, and you know we got great quality out of it. It, I mean, especially so as far as like the kid from the J video and all that, that particular project, it kind of got to a point where like that project was a great experience. But at the end of the day, once it was done and over with, I was like, man, I can't even afford to go back and even start to work on a new project. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as far as studio time and, yeah. and gas and travel and all that to where, you know, that was one of those things we just kind of figured out. Well, if we buy a mic and, and invest in the equipment and, and Damien really took it upon himself to learn all the 
all the techniques with the mixing and all that, you know what I mean? To where now I can, I record in my bedroom, you know what I mean? Yeah. And all, that, that whole last project, I recorded that whole thing in my bedroom and, and I just sent it to Damien and, and he, re, you know, he mixes masters and all that. And, and that, that's impressive because it's a nice clean sound too. Yeah. And, and, and like I yeah. said, that, and that also, like I said, what, what we're trying to show people is that you can, and, and so obviously we don't want to give away too many secrets. So we're trying to get them <laughs> to come to us to, to get the product, you know what I mean? But we're trying to show people that you can really make something out of nothing as, as long as you invest in yourself and just, mm-hmm. you know, kind of learn how to do it, you know? Yeah, but you know what though? I mean, yeah, you don't want to you don't want to share too many secrets, but in the same sense, you either got to have talent or you don't have talent. And if you oh, do, yeah, for sure. you know, and if you do have talent, it eventually seeps through to where people start catching on and I think more so um it just seems like in this business, especially with how competitive it is and how easy it is to record a a single or even yeah. record an album, it, it just seems like uh, in this day and age, it's all about getting the the uh, name out and and about marketing more than anything, you know. Yeah, it definitely is. So, so how how are you guys going about marketing? I mean, that's the thing. That, that's definitely one aspect that we're definitely still trying to improve on. Um, I mean, as far as so that's the thing, you know, how we talk about camping today. You know, obviously, all the local people, you know, resonate with that record but it's like we have been obviously forever trying to figure out how to kind of expand out of those you know reach new demographics and it it is tough i mean because especially you know obviously facebook was a big tool Mm -hmm. obviously we use instagram a lot but there's a lot of things that certain sites do that kind of prohibit you from fully maximizing on it you know what i mean facebook kind of has their restrictions and all that so it's kind of tough honestly it's you I mean, the internet changes every day, so <laughs> trying to keep up with all the new marketing techniques and all that, that's been a struggle for sure. Yeah, I yeah. can imagine. A few weeks back, we had a guest on, and um, he's the lead singer of, um, I, I, I guess you could almost label him punk rock, but they're not really punk rock. It, they're, they're a weird mixture of music. But anyway, um, he said that they're sort of taking an example from hip-hop. And that is, um, instead of just going out and producing a whole album all together at one time, they're just releasing singles. And they said that seemed to be like the way that a lot of the hip-hop artists were going. Now, I, I see, Nick, a lot of times when you, you, you do drop your stuff in, in segments, but then you mm-hmm. usually do have it in some sort of little group of album. Now. So yeah. what, what's your, like, um, I guess, maybe not opinion, but how, how do you feel the music should be put out. Do you think it should be put out in singles? And then once you find your best stuff, you put it all together in one group and one album. I mean, it's, it, it's honestly, a, and that's part of what we've tried to figure out as far as, you know, we, we always try to figure out what's the best days, what's the best times, you know, that, and, and it, and it's, it's tough to gauge. I mean, that's the thing, you know, sometimes it is a matter of how many people are online and how many people are engaging right when you drop it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, I definitely do agree with that, that, you know, I, I know a lot of artists. I mean, Damien and I used to do, uh, for a while, we were doing this thing called Fresh Fridays. We were doing a video every Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even when, when he moved to Myrtle and we weren't able to record the videos together, we were just doing kind of acapella raps and just, mm-hmm. you know, just constantly putting out content to, to keep the, the listeners interested. You know what I mean? Um, and as far as how you said about putting the whole project together, that's kind of what we basically just try to do is try to, give them a little something, but not the whole thing to, you know, I want you to be interested, but I want you to be 
getting baited up to I'm about to drop this fool project. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so what's the process with uh, not only you know putting yourself out there, but what's the process with making the videos itself? Like, are you just shooting off your cell phone and and uh, and piecing oh, it no, together, no, no. or how does that and work? That's what I'm saying. To where you know, we we invested a lot. Like Damien, Damien literally has. He would have to tell you the the specific <laughs> on equipment, but I mean, Damien's got you know the the top of the line cameras, and we got you know pro glides and all that lights with i mean we got we, we literally have the full setup as far as like you know it, it may not be the exact same thing but when you would go to a major music video set we got a lot of the same things okay. as far as like that same type of quality camera and the stabilizers and all that like Sweet. the lights you know we we have all that um, yeah and that's basically like how i said that you know that we got to the point where you know we're spending 500 dollars on a music video well, we just invested, you know, three fifty to five hundred in equipment, but now we can shoot a music video anytime we want. Right. You know, and that that's kind of part of the trials and tribulations through the last ten years. You know that yeah, that's you know we don't pay for anything anymore. We we do everything in house now. Okay, and Nick, when it comes to marketing, do you market do you market it as your just your name, or do you have a specific brand name that you go by? Well, so obviously I go by Nick Knight, but that's the thing. Like, so kind of the way that I saw Kid from the J kind of really, not necessarily blow up, but that that's kind of what people know me from, yeah. you know? So I have almost kind of been trying to, to put that brand behind me, you know? Like, I'm Nick Knight, the Kid from the J, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Like, I, I've kind of tried to really push that as my brand. Um, and obviously, you know, FEMG as a, as a team brand. Um, but yeah. individually, like I said, just kind of trying to take that care from the J and just kind of run with it, you know? Okay. Awesome. Well, let, me, let me step back here a second. Now, you said, if I remember correctly, you said around 11, 12 years old, that's when you first really remember started writing rhymes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, so uh, how does this go? Like when you're in school, um, are, are, are you, are you like writing like, okay, like I'm, I'm trying to think of how to word this here exactly. Like you're in English class, right? And you have an essay that you have to do. Like, um, did you find yourself good at writing that type of stuff as well? Or was oh, I definitely only... did. I, I definitely okay. did. I, I, I've always, and that's the thing is honestly, like I've just always felt like I kind of had that gift to gab that like, I've just always been good with words. Like I've, you know, at, at, for the school newspaper, I'll write this. I'm a, obviously a big sports fan. I was the sports writer for the school newspaper. You know what I mean? Like oh, wow. I, I just always felt like I did have that writing ability that like I could like, that's that's just kind of my thing to where like obviously I love music I love listening to music reading a book anything that you can if you can kind of say those words in a way that the listener or the reader whatever can can paint that picture in in their head you know what I mean that that's the best type of art that you can get that when you can create that image in your own head that's you know to me that's the best yeah and that's why like I said you know as far as like things that I talk about and, and stuff like I said obviously that's things that I know but that's things that I know a lot of other people have gone through and can relate to, obviously, you know, growing up in Jonestown, whatever, like to where when you are listening to me, you can kind of paint that picture because you do know Jonestown. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that's that's just kind of always where I've been at to where, you know, so just trying to make sure that the the words just hit people. You know what I mean? Did, did you have any talent shows or anything in school that you wanted? Like, did you guys do any of that type of stuff? Or when do you remember first putting yourself out there and actually performing for the first time? So actually, the, the first time, so I said when Damien uh, sent me that song, that oh, yeah, was actually right, yeah. like right before I graduated high school. Um, so I actually never really like took that. Like the thing is, I, I was never really like confident in it though. Like as, as younger, as far as just writing the regular songs. But I mean, we, you know, we 
recorded that song. We put it out right away, and people actually liked it a lot right off the bat. But I mean, it it, it was pretty trash. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> people liked it, and that's the thing, you know. Like it was like, damn, like people like this right away. You know what I mean? Like we can, you know, maybe maybe this is something that we got going on, and you know, obviously. From then on, we just kept working at it, and yeah. here we are. But nice. And then, so guys... what's what's the snicker back there, Damien? There's got to be something you want to tell us. <laughs> tell us the secret. About the first song, the first song was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm I'm picturing these guys riding to school in their tractor, and then coming up with these lyrics. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, but uh, but Damien, you know, uh, when you guys have this label going and, and you're trying to uh, get some clientele, um, what if somebody is listening to this show and they, they're like, you know what, I have some talent. You know, what do, what do they have to do to, like, get in touch with you and let you know that, hey, this is what I got? And then what do you do to decide that, you know what, yeah, this, this stuff is good. We're going we're gonna to bring you to our label and uh, – and we'll kind of make it happen or get lost. This sucks. You know, like, like, what do you do? Like, what, do, how do you decide that? And how do people get a hold of you if they do have some talent and they want to do something with you guys? I mean, like I said, I, we don't necessarily look to add other artists. I mean, if there's a genuine connection with somebody and we do think they're talented for sure. But I mean, as far as clientele, I mean, you can email me, futuremusic at gmail.com. You can hit either one of us up, Facebook, Instagram. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're not necessarily looking to add artists to the label right now. I feel like we're just in a building phase. Sure. Uh, trying to put food on the table, yep. doing this as a full-time job. Right. Okay. And is this your full-time job, Damien, or, or do you got something else going on? Nah, same thing as Nick. I mean, currently with the COVID situation, I'm not working, but yeah. I work. I work bartend, serve. Okay. Same thing. Awesome. Yeah. So this is really hit this. This is really hit you pretty hard, then, Damien. So, I mean, do you, do you find? So my situation was, I had decided I was moving to Chattanooga about two weeks before all of this stuff happened. Oh. So I lost my job right before I moved here mm. and you know with the unemployment coming in I decided to take some time to uh be able to work on music a little sure. bit longer but well that, that's in, in a sense it might you know you're hoping that this might be a good thing and it actually turns out to you have all this time now to work on this where you didn't have it before oh definitely this has changed my mindset for sure mm -hmm. <laughs> So, so when it comes to like doing videos and such, uh, you know, with you guys being at, um, you know, completely different areas, different states and whatnot, uh, how do you guys, how do you guys produce and make videos or are you even doing that right now with, uh, with what's going on with COVID and such? So, yeah, I go up there every now and then, but Nick, when were you down here? May? Uh, yeah, uh, right before I dropped. Uh, my last project, Nothing Guaranteed, I actually went down there and we shot three videos. That's where we uh, saw released the I'm Back video and the Gotti video. Um, oh, okay. Plus we got the Jackpot video coming. But yeah, I mean, that, that's basically what it's kind of been since he moved out of PA that is basically, you know, 
he always comes up to see his family around Christmas time, and it's basically like, all right, we got one day that we got to dedicate to shoot a video. You know what I mean? Yeah. To where every time when we when we link up, you know, obviously we want to hang out and, and catch up and whatever because we're not always in the same state, but it's always business when we're together too because like you know we got to capitalize on this time that we're in person together. We got to you know get a record down together. We got to get a music <laughs> video shot, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Now, do you find it hard to? Um... You, you have your work life, um, you have your, your art, artistic life that you're trying to build into your work life. But then I, I know Nick, but you're, I, I, you're also engaged mm-hmm. and, and I, you have a daughter, right? I think. Well, so it's actually Jennifer's daughter, but yeah, I mean, okay. she has three kids, but you know, they're, they're yeah. my kids in a sense, you know? Right, right, right. So do you, do you find it hard to kind of balance all that? I mean, at times, yeah. Um, it's definitely tough as far as, you know, Working full time, you know, I, I spoke on it even on my last record that, uh, you know, there's there's times where I just don't find the motivation and I'm just tired from working and, and, you know, and just having, you know, that home life to where sometimes it does get draining. But, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes that I, I always feel like sometimes when I go through those periods, I always come out of it more energized and just have more to say. When I, when I take the time off, sometimes it's, it's not always a good thing, but I always come out with more to say. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it is definitely tough to to balance both. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, like I said, you know, working full time and you know being a full time husband, parent, all that. You know, there, it, there's a lot of responsibilities in, in a in a daily life. You know, and then on top of you know this this music thing is a a full time job in itself. Whether you're making money off it or not, you know, if, if you're trying to do this, you really got to commit full time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it, it is tough. There's there's not enough hours in a day to to do everything. You know what yeah. I mean? And you had mentioned that you you've uh, written about your experiences and such, and you had even mentioned uh, you even mentioned about um, uh, about I guess being kicked out of your house when you were younger. You know how, yeah. how old were you when you were kicked out of your house, and what'd you do? So I mean, I, I was eighteen. You know, me, me and my mom just didn't really see eye to eye. You okay. know, I, I was in college, and you know, she made her life decisions with you know people that she had relations with and whatnot but yeah. you know that's the thing at, at the end of the day that really did it, it did a lot for me it, it you know it really forced me to grow up you know it, it caused me to take this route you know and mm-hmm. i always I'm a, I'm a big believer in fate man like yeah i just really feel like everything happens for a reason and every every little thing is you know i haven't always understood it at the time when it happened but every little thing that has happened has definitely been a, a stepping stone to get me here and this okay. is where I want to be at. You know and what, what is mean? your what is your relationship with your mom now? So I, I mean, I actually don't have a relationship with my biological mom. Okay, um, sorry to hear that. I, I'm lucky enough that I have you know I, uh, I have a half brother with my biological father because I actually don't have a relationship with my biological father either. Okay, um, but he had a son with a, a woman named Yvonne, but that's who I consider my mom and her husband Chris. But so I was lucky enough to have them. You know, I mean that I, yeah. that really filled the void and. You know, I, I didn't really lack ever. You know, those, those relationships, obviously, it's not good that they got, you know, damaged. But like I said, at the end of the day, I had those people there for me, and I was, I was thankful for that. Yeah, and, and honestly, it all comes down to, like, your coping skills, man. Your coping skill is is yeah. your ability to, you know, to do your art form, you know. And uh, so, so more power to you, honestly. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, you know, I, I take those negatives and try to turn them into positives, man. I try to take it, turn it into art, and put it into my music, and that's the thing, you know. That's that's what I'm talking about. To where 
you know, I didn't necessarily grow up poor, nothing like that. And I, I didn't have to, you know, grow up in a high crime area. But those are the type of situations I dealt with where, you know, I was sleeping on my best friend's couch, you know, mm-hmm. not sure what my next move was going to be. And you know what I mean? Like there, there was little, you know, I, I went through my own little struggles and my own little personal battles to where I was able to put that in the music that people can relate to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like I said, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be street type music. It's, you know, I'm a kid from Jonestown that, you know, his mom kicked him out and I, I just put a, I made a rap song about it. You know yeah. what I mean? And, it, and it's just, it's real to you. And and, yeah. if it, and if it's real to you, there's got to be somebody else that's going through something similar that's going to connect with mm-hmm. them. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So where you are right now, um, why don't you tell us what you got on the horizon there? So, I mean, right now, like I said, we got uh, my, my latest project, Nothing Guaranteed, came out in May. <clears throat> um, Damien's latest project, 27, just came out about a week or so ago. Um, him and I have been talking about we're, we're so we had a you know we're not allowed to cuss on the show but you can look it up <laughs> hashtag F your reps one two and three online um, but we, we've been talking about doing another collab project because I mean the thing is like we always you know we always love to do solo projects obviously we try to but when we were coming up it was kind of like people really associate us as a group and I mean obviously we, we are a team but we also definitely as we grew, wanted to make sure that people knew that we were individual artists. Yeah. Um, so we always obviously want to make sure that we're putting out solo projects, but at the end of the day, we have been doing this as a team together. So we love to get together and do a collab project every now and then. So that's, okay. uh, that's what the next, the next thing in the works is I think him and I are going to put together a little something to ah. a little collab project together. But so, so like I said, I got another music video coming out jackpot. I wasn't going to tell anybody, but since we got the music clips, so that's the next one coming out. So Most that'll definitely. be coming here shortly, but yeah. You know, when, are, just, when are you hoping to? When are you hoping to drop that? Uh, hopefully within the next month or so. Um, okay. I mean, it's like I said, as far as how we said, you know, there's just certain things where we try to we try to calculate everything as far as drops, sure. and you know, it, it's it's always tough. How I said, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of who's online engaging at that time, but we always try to just stick to our own guns and say, you know, okay, this is the schedule that we want to drop it on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want to drop the project here and this video, this date, and then three to four weeks later, drop this video, whatever, you know, right. and obviously that's, that's the beauty of being in control is that we can say, yes, I want to drop it now. No, I don't, you know, Yeah. but yeah. How are you? We're going to ask something. I thought, Oh yeah. I was just going to say, so, uh, so Damien, uh, so you, you also, uh, perform the art as well, right? Yes, sir. All right. So, um, so, What's your what's your goal in regards? Are you looking to get yourself out there as much as you are to produce Nick's stuff too, or are you more focused on Nick, and then just kind of you're on the on the back burner, so to speak? See, I have a I, I have a huge mental battle with this. There there's so many things that I enjoy doing with music. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm always pushing my own music but as much as i enjoy creating my own music i enjoy helping other people create theirs okay um but i mean i'm always pushing my own music also but i also really push to i really want to like engineer music for a living i want to shoot videos for a living is that what you would prefer to do over putting your own stuff out so so the difference in me and nick is he he uh is the talker Uh, (laughs) talker. he's the one good in front of people i mean i I love making music but i don't know it's a struggle for me 
So a little shy, hey, listen, little man, shy well, in front of the crowd. You don't get enough credit. He, he's the one when you know when you see my videos and you hear my music. He, you know, he's the one that's behind that. You know, yeah. uh, there there is no Nick Knight without Damian Bowen. You know what I mean? Okay, cool. And and how do we find your music, Damian? You can look it up anywhere: YouTube, Spotify, Title, Apple Music. Just Damian Bowen. Okay, and that's D A M I E N. Yep, and then B O W E N. Correct. Yep. All right, and then uh, Nick, uh, this is how I found your videos. I just went on YouTube and looked up uh, Nick Knight, uh, and that's N I C K K N I N, or I'm sorry, K N I G T. My gosh, I can't spell even though I'm looking at it. K N I G H T. K N I G H T. look bad right now. Hey, trust me, I don't need to make Northern Lebanon look bad. <laughs> oh my gosh and i want a spelling yeah. bee way back in the day oh my gosh what the heck am i thinking so uh but yeah that's how you can kind of find everybody's music just look them up by name and uh and yeah, yeah. yeah i mean honestly uh you know damien you know hearing that you had a big hand in a lot of nick's stuff and in editing and the videos and everything uh, yeah, you definitely do deserve a lot of uh, commending because uh, that is some really professional-looking stuff and uh, very impressive. Yeah. And uh, and Nick, man, it. yeah, no problem. And Nick, you know, your ability um, to perform, uh, like I said, man, I've already gotten quite a few people s- saying how impressed they are. And, um, you know, in fact, you know, my, my oldest son is 20, so I'm actually going to throw – I'm going to throw your music out to him and – because uh, he's hey, he's absolutely. a big I appreciate yeah, it. no problem he's a big fan of the hip hop world and I and I know he'll appreciate you for that so uh, I'm sure he'll be looking forward to that but um but yeah you guys are very talented and uh, and I I hope this COVID stuff ends soon so that you guys can get out there and uh, and and yeah, show your stuff off man. man so but uh but yeah is there is there anything else you guys would like to push or anything like that before we let you guys go. Um, like I said, I mean, la- last thing as far as, you know, I touched on it before, but as far as you said, you know, we're trying to put food on the table too. We got FEMG shirts. Um, yeah. I don't want, like I said, I, I, I wanted to grab one there upstairs. I'm not going to run up there right now, but you can <laughs> just, you, what, you can, why don't you send us a picture or something and then we'll, we'll post it. Yeah. Yeah, then, yeah, I definitely yeah. will. But yeah, like I said, we got those shirts. Um, like I said, Damien just dropped his 27 album. Uh, nothing guaranteed is still out. Like I said, I got another video coming off that, and just stay tuned for what we got coming next. Cool deal, yeah. Um, look forward to hearing more of your stuff, guys. And uh, it was awesome That's chatting with you. I mean, it really was. It was neat. Oh, like yeah, I we, said, we really appreciate you having us. Good, I'm glad. And uh, it was a lot of fun watching those videos, man. Just reminiscing about you know the different places in Jonestown. So <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> so uh, hey, yeah. Go ahead. Troy. We wish you guys the. We wish you guys the best of luck. Uh, nothing but success. We hope things keep growing for you guys. And, hey, and Tim, you guys said, on your podcast, man. I hope to be back soon. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. have you back anytime you guys want. If you're need to, if you in the mood to promote something, uh, let us know. We'll, we'll hook you up. And, we uh, appreciate that. And also, by the way, we're not just – we're not central Pennsylvania located. Uh, we're, sure. In fact – a lot of our audience is uh, throughout the entire country, and uh, and we're actually uh, we're getting an audience um, from the UK. We're getting the audience from Ireland. Um, I mean, India. You name it. So 
And and from what we're learning, it sounds like there's a huge hip hop following out of the UK. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. And that's kind of interesting. I, I never knew that before talking to some of the artists that we've talked to. And uh, it's just interesting that the UK is such a, they're so attracted to basically American music. You know, whether yeah. it's, whether it's yeah, country yeah, cause, cause or Damian, even where, where is Kali from? Damien actually mixes music for an artist from overseas. Where is he from? He, he's from the UK. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, shout uh, out Kaus, C-A-U-U-S. I think that's how you spell it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask me. but hey yeah you guys are a lot of fun man i i I wish you nothing but success and uh and i can't wait to hear it when you guys break through and and start um making it main you know mainstream we appreciate that that. yep no problem all right well you guys take care and uh you know until next time you know stay tuned and uh we'll catch you guys later all right. Uh, great interview, Troy. Uh, Absolutely, really, yeah. Really um, impressed with those guys. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they, they really have a nice plan going now. And, um, you know, as I say to all our guests, especially in the musical field or whatever, like, you know, we wish them nothing but success. Um, it it really seems like they, they know where they might have goofed up in the past and what steps to take yeah. now to fix it and and to to help other people that they might you know be coming onto their label or whatever mm-hmm. and and isn't that kind of consistent from what we've heard from other artists about yeah we screwed up but by screwing up we've learned a lot yeah you know and yeah, absolutely and that's big that's big to not let it take you down and let it defeat you so I'm glad to see these guys are kind of learning from their mistakes and moving forward and making the best of it and uh, and producing great work as a result. But the thing that's nice is even even during these mistakes, as we want to call them, uh-huh. there's still been great music produced inside of that. Oh yeah. So so we still you know it's it's nice to look back and see what they've done and 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 how how they can improve on it now going forward and not just improve the music wise but improve. Their, their marketing yeah. and, and, and their ability to, to be known elsewhere. Yep, so true. And uh, speaking of the be known elsewhere, you know, we have an audience in, in the UK, and uh, I'm hoping the folks that are listening there really uh, gravitate towards their music because I know I know the UK is a big fan of, uh, of this type of music. I guess you call it, what do they call it, the hip-hop genre or... Yeah, you call it hip hop. They call it, you can call it rap, but yeah, yeah it's it's a, it's all in that same genre there. So, um, yeah. But so. Um, I, I hope I hope the UK audience doesn't pick up on it because it doesn't really seem like the UK audience for some reason really does gravitate towards American music. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Yeah, and I, and and once again, anybody who's listening to this music and they like it, check them out on YouTube. I mean, there's they have YouTube, they have Spotify, you know, pretty much all the all the platforms. Uh, listen to what they got to offer, and uh, and if you like it, you know, um, like their yeah. pages and and uh, and subscribe and and download their music. It's uh, really good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and if you need to try to try to hit them up, you know, leave a message. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you can find both these guys on Facebook and such, uh, Instagram as well. You know, leave them a message. Um, I'm, I'm sure eventually they'll get back to you. Um, 
because they also do have a, a T-shirt that they're pushing. Yes, they and, do. And if you check out our Facebook page, we'll have a, um, a video of that of that T-shirt as well, so you can see the, the video promo they did there. Again, something else that probably Damien did, I'm sure, yeah. uh, shooting shooting with the camera and stuff, and just, just so crisp and well done. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, really good product. I, I like the shirt, by the way. It's a pretty cool design. It is a neat design. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, check that out and uh, and order one today. In fact, you know what? Christmas is coming around. There you go. Hook a relative up with a T-shirt or hook a friend up and uh, buy them a nice Christmas present. So, hey, and speaking of uh, T-shirts, you know, it doesn't hurt to buy any of our merchandise either, Troy. That's right. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> so, and and Troy will mention that at the end of the show too, and uh, his uh, his recording. So, uh, yeah, definitely, we got Christmas coming around the corner. It, it's uh, never too late to order merchandise from us as well as uh, of Nick Knight's uh, Nick Knight and F-E- uh, Damien F E M G. Yep, F E M G. What does that stand for again? It stands for Future Era Music Group. Yes. So, uh, so. But yeah, so uh, great interview with those guys, and uh, uh, they're really cool guys. We had, a, I thought we had a pretty good time joking around with them, and uh, yeah, and uh, they were great to hang with. So yeah, absolutely, yeah. It was it was nice because um, we could talk kind of about our local area too, <laughs> and uh, you know, kind of you know, yeah, poke fun at our old school here a little bit here and there, you know. Yeah, and hey, I wasn't kidding, by the way, when I said our school had drive your own tractor oh, to I school know. day. I, I was there for it too. Yeah, so <laughs> so it's just kind of funny that folks coming uh, that that we're interviewing that are in the rap and hip hop world once went to a school where you drive your own tractor to school day. You know, it's just kind of, <laughs> it just cracks me up. So, <laughs> but, uh, yes, sir. Yeah, um, but hey, but people. real quick, yeah. um, before we roll out of here. Um, the recording at the end where we kind of wrap everything up does not have our t-shirt information in there. So real quick, that is tchip.com and you just go in the search bar and you type stay tuned with Troy and Howie and voila, you get to our stuff. Excellent. Yeah. Good products. You and I both uh, have a t-shirt and I know you have a hat as well. Yes, I do. It it is good quality. Really good quality. It is. Very good quality. So you guys won't be, uh, you guys won't be disappointed and, uh, and by the looks of uh, Nick and Damien's merchandise, you won't be disappointed by that either. So check it out. And, uh, yes, sir. Oh, by the way, hey, how could we forget to mention that we had uh, an election? <laughs> <laughs> no way, did we? <laughs> did, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you just woke up under a rock or whatever, Troy, like you said earlier. But, uh, yeah, we actually had an election, and it looks like we have a – projected winner i guess you can call it not a yeah, defined... at this point it's it's um it's an an announced president-elect um but there's still a lot of it doesn't look like um, <laughs> it's a lot of red tape like, to jump yeah through. yeah it doesn't look like uh president trump's gonna just kind of let it roll that easily i would so it looks like there's gonna be <laughs> exactly um so there's gonna be a lot of lawsuits going on here and such and recountings and who knows what else um so yeah what what else can you say other than stay tuned to that as well you know yeah and what i will <laughs> say from all this uh and i know i know a lot of this stuff has caused violence uh i know with accusations of race and uh, accusation of uh, unnecessary violence by certain people whether it was um 
protest groups or whether it was police, you know, whatever it was uh, this year. I mean, obviously, obviously that's not the answer to any of it. And, uh, you know, the violent stuff is just getting old and it's got to stop. And, and, yeah. and I know I know that uh, a lot of the Biden supporters said that, you know, we should all just start getting along. Well, yeah, we should have all been getting along for many years before that quote. Um, but yet we haven't. And uh, there's no reason why we we shouldn't get along. You know, there's no reason why we we need to resort to violence and and in anything that we do, whether it's protests or or showing our expression of hate, what, however that may be. You know, hey, yep. I hate the Ravens, Troy, and uh, <laughs> and and I don't I don't go to my my nearest uh, Raven fan and just start beating them up. You know, right. It just doesn't make sense to me, but that's sort of what we've been kind of seeing. So let's let's just yeah. stop that crap. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we've talked about this so many times on this show. Yep. With having with having differing opinions on different topics, and in the end, it it doesn't matter. It's your opinion. Yeah. So you're not going to beat your opinion into somebody else's head. No. You know what I mean? Like, no. so get over it. Like, people have different views, different opinions. And you just learn to deal with it, and you live with it, and you don't need to resort to killing each other or punching each other or rioting or or ruining somebody's business because you're you have your wedgie up your butthole. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. So that might be so. the name of our show: Wedgie Up Your Butthole. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just trying to keep it as clean as I could. Yeah, so. I like it. I like it. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, I mean, you got my point though. Like, yeah, most definitely. It, it doesn't. Nothing good comes of it. So why are we doing it? Like, I don't know. Uh, I know I've heard the answer of because we want to get noticed. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah, you got noticed. But guess what? Now you're noticed, and now we're dealing with a different dilemma. You know? Yes. So so stop it. People people don't remember because obviously it was before your your day and my day so it's sort of getting to the older generation but i'm a big fan of history and i and i do follow it and i've studied it myself and uh and i always think about like the martin luther king days mm-hmm. you know martin luther king um he got his voice heard without an ounce of violence yeah. he, he got people to listen to him he got he got politicians he got presidents to listen to him, um, not because of his violent protests, but because of his peacefulness about it. And uh, and people, I think in today's day and age, we have little patience, and that little patience means that you know what, we're not getting things done right this second. So now we got to resort to a high higher level, which means in many cases, violence. And uh, and they feel like that's the answer. When in reality, you know what? What you've done is actually set yourself back a little bit because now you're causing people to hate you. Yeah. You know, because and it's not because of your color. It's not because of who you chose in the election or anything. It's because of your actions that you're demonstrating. And uh, and now now you've set yourself back. Um, I actually saw. I had one guy ask, not ask me directly, but he posted something. And I had to respond, and I usually don't respond like this, but but he posted um, a comment saying, you know, how can 
how can the same people who hate Black Lives Matter not hate the KKK as much? And I'm like, what kind of comment is that? You know, it's like, first of all, KKK is really irrelevant in this day and age. Uh, so yeah. that's one reason why people aren't paying attention to them. And yeah, I don't like the KKK either. <laughs> you yeah. know, and I don't, I don't get why people like even make that comparison. It's like, yeah, they're a hate group too. You know, and uh, and I don't agree with them. So what? They they hate black people, and Black Lives Matter tends to lean towards not liking you know uh, people that aren't black. You know. Yeah. So. So yeah, I think they're both hate groups. That's just my opinion, you know. But uh, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where we just need to figure it out. Uh, I always look at it like you know, whenever I go down south for vacation, whether mm-hmm. it's Tennessee, like I did last time, or North Carolina. I don't know about you, Troy, but did you notice that once you pass that Mason Dixon line in Pennsylvania, don't you notice that the people become nicer? It seems that way. Why is that? You know, that's, that's a good that's, question. Yeah, and that's the thing we got to figure out. You know, I think it's because people accept everybody down there, and they're kind and and very courteous to everybody. Where here up north, everybody seems to second guess everybody. That is a good point because think about a lot of the riots and protests that have happened recently, mm-hmm. and the majority of them are somewhere up north. Right. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, and I, and I've actually, I've actually had the privilege of visiting Martin Luther King's home down in Georgia, you know, and, and, you know, Atlanta, Georgia is a pretty big city. It has its issues with violence and such. Uh, Mm -hmm. but I'll tell you what, I can walk anywhere in Atlanta and I don't remember anybody being mean to me. Yeah. You know, even around the CNN building in Atlanta. Oh, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's just a it's just a weird it's just a weird um, vibe when you go down mm-hmm. when you go down south as compared to here up north. You know? I, I hope if everything does play out with the election the way it does, mm-hmm. the way it has. I mean, and, and Biden does get elected president. Th- there is one one positive thing I can say about him is that he does seem calm. Yes. So I'm hoping that he can bring a calming voice to people that do get irritated easily or want to protest right away or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that's the one thing that he'll be able to bring. Yeah. Well, the one thing that worries me is that he won't speak up to that either. I I hope that, yeah, I I agree. He does have a calming sense about him. Uh, I just hope that if things hit the fan that he's not afraid to speak up and say, that's not right. Yeah. Only. And I say that because organizations like Antifa or, or black lives matter, they seem to gravitate towards the Biden side, obviously because Mm -hmm. they're so against Trump. And then because of that support of Biden, does that mean Biden will fall in line with anything that they do or say? And Yeah, and so he doesn't lose that support. Yeah, so that's the only thing that worries me about that. So I hope that if he sees the, the mistreatment, if they do any mistreatment, that he actually does speak up against it. Yeah, I agree. So, I hope so. Yeah, so time will tell, though, Troy. But yeah, I... Th- I thought we couldn't end the show without at least mentioning that we did have an election and, uh, 
you know it's probably... yeah, it's definitely pretty hairy isn't it mm-hmm. and uh i mean it, it it actually brought me it had me last night just kind of googling all the prior elections in the past and everything like that and um I, i've been so hard pushing for you know we got to get away from this two-party system we got to get away from this two-party system yeah and i think i was looking back and even in the 70s we've even had other parties where they've gotten electoral votes mm-hmm so, how did how did all of a sudden everything just shift? And now it's like you're either Republican or you're Democrat, and if if none of if you're not either of those, then guess what? You're not going to run. You well, I, mean? like, I, I think our last interview uh, with uh, Charles Stoff, I think he said it perfectly. Money, yeah. yeah. It's it all comes down to money. Yeah, so, you're probably right. Yeah. It probably is what it is. So, do you think that's probably why Ross Perot had such a good chance when he ran? And I won't say a good chance, as in it could have won. But he at least got on the debate stage and such like that. Well, um, that that's exactly it, if you think about it. Yeah. And, and think about Ross Perot. Do you remember when he was running about how popular he was? Yeah, very popular. You know, um, there were a lot of there were a ton of signs in our area that that said vote for Perot. You mm-hmm. know, and and you never would see that with an independent. You know, and yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone's. I saw I saw a couple of uh, of Jorgensen's uh, this summer. She's libertarian, but yeah. Um, and, and I, I tend to lean that way myself, personally. That seems mm-hmm. to be the way. I, if I had to pick a party, I'd probably be the one I would run to. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. Did Ross Perot run strictly as an independent that year? I believe he did. I believe he did. Um, um, yeah, because I, if I remember correctly, uh, I think one of the big issues, or a lot of people complained that he took a lot of votes away from the Democrat side of things. Okay. Because of yeah, his so, popularity. So before... It says before 95, he was labeled as independent. And then from 95 to 2000, he was labeled as a reform party. And then from 2000 until his death in 2019, he was the Republican party. Yeah. So so even he got away from being independent. So Yeah. And and really, like, like well, like our last uh, guest said, you know, really Trump isn't Republican, if you think about it. You know, he kind of sure. hijacked the system in a sense. And, uh, and he kind of took over there. Um, but it's a shame it has to be that way, you know? It, it does. It does. Or it is, I should say. Yeah. Right. So. I don't know. I just think there should be more people. I think the more people you have in that debate stage, the more topics we brought up and the more ideas that would be passed around. Yeah. And, hey, maybe you vote for Biden because you think the majority of his um, stances are great, but you don't like the way he does something economically. No. Well, why would it, why would it hurt to have somebody like Trump who... Well, you can say what you want or not. He's done a lot for this country economically the last four years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why can't you get somebody like him to, you know, use his ideas? You know, I, I don't, I don't, there's, yeah. didn't mean there's just such animosity there between these two parties mm-hmm. where some ideas they have on each side are great, but why can't, why can't they work together instead of just, well, it's going to be my way because <laughs> like, you know and, what I mean? Like, well, it used to be that way though, Troy, that's the thing. It used to be that way where, People were like, you know what? I lost, and now we're going to be very gracious. And you know what? You do have some good ideas. I've even seen it where they've even used brought folks that ran against them into their, you know, meetings into their meetings to kind of talk about, hey, you know what? You really had a great idea when it came to foreign relations. Uh, what do you think about this idea? You know, something along those lines. I've seen that done, especially. I want to say uh, during the the uh, Reagan administration, uh, during the Cold War, 
I know mm-hmm. I know that he brought people from all walks of life in to kind of work with him on policy when it came to foreign policy, especially relations with uh, the Soviet Union and so forth. And I feel like it benefits. It benefits everybody. And Trump did have some good ideas. You know, um, keep in mind, Trump didn't have us in a war the entire four years, you know, yeah. where he initiated anything. Uh, he he brought a lot of positive relations with folks like North and South Korea and and the uh, Middle East. You know, um, started. Yeah, I mean, it was almost guaranteed. It was almost guaranteed that we were going to war with South Korea. Right? Or you mean North I mean, Korea? Huh? You mean North Korea? We it was. Yeah, I'm sorry, North Korea. Yeah. North Korea. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah and, and that now, didn't happen. In fact, how much do you hear about North Korea now? Very little. Right. Very little. Right. There's um, a, so so why don't we look into that and say how did that happen <laughs> you know and how can we prevent that from happening again in a negative way you know so um, yeah so I think there could be a lot to learn even no matter what party you like you said it no matter what party you are why not lean on folks like let's look at what Trump did right okay great we already know what we can say he did wrong yeah he was a loud mouth i agree you know no doubt mm-hmm. about it i think that's what ruined him if he had the same demeanor as a as a george bush or a ronald reagan um i think trump would be elected hands down you yeah. know he'd win the popular vote he'd win he'd win uh, the electoral vote as well um, but because of his mouth i think he was his own worst enemy yeah, I agree. You know, and um, um, yeah, I, I don't. I just wonder. I wonder how we're going to get to the point. Um, and and I, and I know we're getting into a whole other weeds here and stuff like that, but it just seems like all the big cities are are mostly Democratic. Obviously, we know that. Mm-hmm. But is the system really fair at this point? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you know what I'm getting at here, but like, it just seems like even, yeah. I know we don't run by the popular vote, but even when the Republicans win, they don't win the popular vote. Ever. No, but you know what? And I, and I know where you're getting at. Um, like a lot of the large cities obviously lean towards the democratic side. So even though, for example, here in Pennsylvania, you can argue, and I'm not even, I'm not even paying attention to what the votes that were counted. Mm-hmm. So just throw those out the window. But if you look at the entire state map, mm-hmm. you will see Trump won everywhere except for Philadelphia, Harrisburg, Scranton, and Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. All the larger cities in Pennsylvania. You know, so so for whatever reason, yeah, the city the city population gravitates. I don't know why. I don't know if it's promises made or or what it is, but well, I, I think a lot of it has to do with a, a lot of the larger cities. Um, I mean, yeah, you do got some of your wealthy people there, uh-huh. but you do got a lot of poverty there as well. Yep, and I think the poverty people just—I think the promises of taxing higher, wealthier people thinks that it's going to help them somehow pull <laughs> out of what what tailspin they're in. Exactly, you know. Um, but but it's not it, no, and that's what yeah you might get you at. might get more assistance you might whatever blah 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 
but you're still not going to be living where you want to live. No. You're just going to be getting more food or more food stamps or <laughs> or more assistance or more welfare or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, I, I it's still of... not going to give you the drive and work ethic that you need to get out of the spot you're in. No, I sort of went on that tangent last night. I don't know if you saw any of my posts, but uh, yeah, I did. But yeah, I sort of went on that tangent where I was like, yeah, you know what? Now that you got who you got in office, you know what? You still have to put in the work. You know, you don't just sit back on your couch and say, voila, you know, I hear everything is handed and put on your lap. It doesn't work like that. People, we, we still got to work for it. And, uh, you know, yeah, I remember when, um, when Obama got elected, and I remember there was a clip of that lady going around saying, yes. Obama's going to give me free gas, he's, he's going to give me a free house, he's going to give me a free car, a free phone. Like, yeah. No, that's no, not how it works. No, no, he gave you $4 a gallon is what he gave you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know, it is, and, and that's that's the mindset, you know, and, and I almost think that people, here's another thing too, when it comes to politicians running, they need to be held accountable for what they promise. You know, if I'm going to promise this, this, and this, you better show that you're trying to provide me this, this, and this. And if you don't, there's got to be some kind of accountability, you know, whether it's people having civil lawsuits or whatever to just kind of make sure that people hold everybody accountable. That's what you need to do. Uh, But yeah, that's, that's a whole other, yeah, that's another rabbit hole. We can, we can, we can jump down and have our own political show this time of year if we wanted to, Troy. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I know too, too much about that, that we could go too far. Yeah, um, right. Um, But it's just, yeah, I don't know. I just, getting a candidate that you want in there doesn't mean that things just magically change. You still have to work for it. mm -hmm. And that's the bottom line. So, yeah, so true. Well, you know what? Hey, that's the way it goes. Um, but as Bruce Nolan would say, that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> Bruce Remember Nolan. Bruce Almighty? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, that's that. Yeah, you're right. That's the way the cookie crumbles, and uh, all we can do is pick up the pieces and hope that people start being nicer. Uh, the mudslinging, I hope, is over for now, and uh, and let's let's see how we can make ourselves better, you know, and and hope that everybody is on board with uh, picking up picking up the pace a little bit. Real quick, yeah. Um, if every, if everything does happen the way it does, do you think Trump tries to run again? No, I don't think so either. No, but I hear a lot of people saying he would. I don't think so, um, and not only that, I don't know that the Republican Party will allow it. Okay, uh, because because they do have a say in who is running for their party, and I believe that they're going to look at it almost kind of like um, Hillary Clinton. You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's like yeah, she tried once, she failed. Why would we want to take a chance again so that she could fail again? I don't know. Uh, so I, I think that's probably why she didn't run again. And what I could see down the road, I don't know if it'll happen or not, but I would not be surprised if Donald Jr. runs. Mm. I don't know what kind of pers- president he would be uh, or whatever, but I, I know he is a very well-spoken person. I've, mm-hmm. heard, I've heard him talk. Uh, I don't know what his policies are, if they are in alignment with Dad, or, or I don't know. I don't either. I, I 
I can tell from interviews and such, he doesn't seem to have such a quick trigger as his dad does. <laughs> no, no, no. So I don't um, know. Um, I don't know if he would even be a viable option either. Uh, yeah. It, it's all going to come down to who know. It's all going to come down to who comes out of the woodwork. Yeah. You know, I always. Yeah, thought, there will be some hotshot senator or something that's hurt, that's that just got elected right now or something. Yep. The next thing you know. Yep. Yeah. So I always thought that Tom Ridge would have made an excellent president. Yeah, I thought there was a rumor flying around that he was going to be. What, or was he on the debate stage with him or no? I don't no, remember. If you remember when in the early 2000s, he got um, he was the first Homeland Security. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. OK. Yes, yes, he was yes, the first yes, one yes. in charge of that. And uh, yeah, I just always thought that he ran the state of Pennsylvania so well. I got to meet him in person, too, by the way. Um, so real quick, this, the other thing that I was just going to say is uh, if. If this election holds up the way it has, is is Biden the second president from Pennsylvania? <laughs> yes. Or yeah. is he from Delaware now? Because I, I don't know. He's from Pennsylvania when he wants to be. He's from Delaware when he wants to be. I don't know which uh, one's from. <laughs> good question. I know he was born in Scranton. Yeah. So, so does I that think, count as where I you're think, born or does it I count think, as where you grew up? I think it counts where you were born, but I could be wrong. Okay. But uh, I would think he would be considered the second president. I heard people, too, considering uh, Kamala Harris the first black woman, not only be vice president, but being the first black woman as well. And I, I honestly did not know she was black. Yeah, she – I mean, I, I think her dad's Jamaican. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I – And her mom is um, – I don't remember what, what her mom is. It seems like a um, far stretch to call her – She's definitely not 100% no, African-American. No. Um, but I've heard that a so, lot, and I'm like, she, I don't know. I even, Number one, looking at her, I can't say that I would say she is. And also, knowing her background, it doesn't sound like I would consider her that either. Yeah, let me see if I can pull her information up real quick as we're talking. Sure. Wikipedia. Her parents. Um... Oh boy, we're gonna have some dead air here. That's her okay. mother, her mother was an Indian American. Okay, uh, so it's, so, so she was Native born in, American. She was born no India, like the country. Oh, in India. oh, oh, yeah. Okay, and her and her dad was born in Jamaica. Okay, so that so, doesn't say black to me at all, unless you're counting Jamaican. Yeah, I mean Jamaican is a, a form of black, but it's yeah. not. I mean, it's I don't know. I, I okay. I was just curious because it just didn't yeah. seem. To make sense to me when I heard that. Yeah, I mean she's not definitely she's definitely not one hundred percent black. Yeah, you know. Well, so whatever, whatever. But, everyone but, but is. either way, does that really? I mean, <laughs> see, here's the thing that triggers me with that type of thing is we talk about like we want everybody to be equal, blah blah blah. So why do we draw attention to this? What does it matter if she's a woman? What does it matter if she's black? It right. doesn't matter. No. Like, like so, why is it brought up? Who cares? You want everything to be equal, then don't. What does it matter? Yeah, yeah. You want everything to be equal? Okay, well, then let's be equal. So she's the vice president elect. Yep. Great. She doesn't need to be the female vice president elect. She doesn't need to be the black vice president elect. No. She's the vice president elect, just like Mike Pence was four years ago. Mm-hmm. Big deal. Like, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I mean, is it great? I mean, I shouldn't. I shouldn't say big deal as in it doesn't matter because it is. It's nice that 
women are getting recognized and, and being recognized as being on the same page as men. I don't mean to over... I'm not saying that's not a big deal. It is. Yeah. But but why are we drawing such attention to it? Like, mention it, great, move on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, But it doesn't have to be every headline you read in the newspaper. Like, no. Well, and... I, I don't know the answer to that yet because I, but I do believe that a lot of it is media driven, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's, that's what they've been hanging on. If you think about it, the last four years, it's been everything that's happened. It's because it was either a white male or a black victim or, mm-hmm. you know, it never had anything to do with, it was a victim of a homicide it, mm-hmm. You know, it was a, you know, it never had to do with a, this person killed this person or whatever it was. It always had to do yeah. with color and race. And, and that's a good point. That is a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really thought about it that way, but you're right. Whenever they talk about a crime or a victim, it's always the, you know, they're on the look for a white male or they're yeah. on the look for a black male. Like, like mm-hmm. I, I get it if you're using it as a description because you don't know where the guy is and you're right. trying to find him. But if it's just a news story, why does the race matter? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're just saying, you know, we have a victim, a victim here that was shot and killed um, in the suburbs of Philadelphia, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Why does it have to say a black man was shot um, in by the suburbs of Philadelphia by a white man? Like, why does it have to be like that? Right. And if you're going to do it, let's do it all, all out. You want to talk about equal, you know, if you're going to mention it just like that, it should also be mentioned when a white male kills a white male or Absolutely. a black male kills a black male. If you're going to go that route, let's do it all out and and not mm-hmm. not segregate basically. Yeah, I mean that's basically what it is. It's yeah. a form of segregation. It is. And I don't I don't know why we need to to label people with races when it doesn't need to have anything to do with a description <laughs> of trying to like if we're looking for somebody that's on the run. Great. I get it. You're trying to describe somebody Let's use all the information we can. Yeah. But if it's just a news story where the, the, the culprit's already captured or the victim's already been identified or whatever, like we don't need to bring race into it. There's no reason to. No, because it only promotes hate. And, uh, yeah, and, and once again, it promotes separation. Yeah. So. so. Fun hey, fun. we're learning more and more as we go on, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. And I'm <laughs> sure we'll see more and we'll learn more and we'll hear more. And hey, you know what? It gives us content to talk about, right? It does. It does. <laughs> All right, so, Troy. Well, anyway, you know let's what? just kind of let's roll back here real quick. Um, you know, after all our little political talk we had here, we did we did have an interview earlier <laughs> with, uh, with Nick Knight and Damian Bowen. Yeah, thank and, you guys uh, like for like, talking yeah. with us. And like I said, you can find their inf- their stuff, uh, Spotify, you can find them on, you can find them on YouTube, uh, you can look up them each individually, you can look up Future Era Music Group, FEMG, and you can, uh, you'll, you'll see a, a video of the shirt that they have for sale, and uh, if you want to get one of those, you can just get in touch with the, either Damien or Nick. He never told us how much those shirts are, did he? He didn't, he didn't. We'll um, have to ask him, but, so, uh, and then post that. But yeah, you'll, you'll check, yeah, check the video out on our Facebook page of the shirt, and uh, and also, um, you know, as we close out uh, this podcast, listen to uh, Nick's uh, Nick Knight's song "Jackpot," uh, playing uh, playing and mainstreaming everywhere. Check him out on Spotify, like Troy said, and uh, and uh, we'll close out with just that. So, uh, Troy, thanks again for another fun week, and uh, 
and hope to talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Let's listen to some jackpot. All right. Until then, stay tuned. These rappers like a track. I'm on top, got my city in the backdrop. On guard, it feel like I hit the jackpot. It's me, Daddy, in the crackpot. The money team, it feel like we hit the jackpot. Now I got a lot, used to be a have not. I feel like I hit the jackpot. I'm going in like it's my last shot. Living good, it feel like we hit the jackpot. Lately I've been feeling inspired. Used to say I can't do music because I'm busy or I'm tired. Even though I wasn't lying, I'm just trying to justify the reason. Thank you for listening to another episode. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. Email us, StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. And uh, whichever podcast avenue you're listening to us on, Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And until next week, stay tuned.